Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 407. It's KB coming at you solo dolo from Underground Studios. I got a fun little topic I'm going to get into for the meat and potatoes of this episode. You don't want to miss it. Uh, But, of course, before we get started, be sure to follow us on the socials at UndergroundPHI, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, Subscribe to the YouTube channel. 33 subscribers away from full video episodes of every podcast in the underground going up on the YouTube so you don't want to miss out on that. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash PHI. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. And a big shout out to our sponsors who allow us to do this podcast, which you should also be subscribing to on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and leaving those five-star ratings and reviews. Main Auto LLC, Douche Arms Pro Foot, Security 21, excuse me, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course, Tomahawk Shades. You guys can go to tomahawkshades.com. Use code USP at checkout for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com and Kenwood Beer. Go to KenwoodBeer.com. Use the Kenny Tracker to see who's got Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And, of course, please drink responsibly. All right, so let's get into the main discussion that I am uh, bringing to the table today because... It seems to be all the rage on Twitter uh, to be pro-Eagles trading for insert quote-unquote superstar quarterback here. And everybody is on the hard and high. And I just, I don't get it. I don't understand why people think that equating the the Eagles and the Sixers as the same in the same boat on the same timeline to think that that is like <clears throat> the the fun and normal thing to do it's not do you know how stupid you sound when you you claim that the the Eagles not going all in and trading for a superstar quarterback uh, because they have Jalen Hurts is like the equivalent of of the the Sixers not trading for James Harden so that they could keep, uh, you know, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond. Get the fuck out of here. The Eagles are 
so many years behind what the Sixers are. The Sixers have been doing this for years. Have been it's been a culmination of trying to get quote unquote James Harden, that type of guy, onto this team for years. We thought we had something with Jimmy Butler, and then obviously that all you know fizzles out and goes away. Now James Harden's here, but it has been go get superstar player to play alongside Joel Embiid. The Eagles are years away from being a Super Bowl contender. Sure, they made the playoffs last year, but they wouldn't have if the NFL playoff system wasn't as hokey and and silly as it is with letting seven teams in because we saw how far behind the Eagles are in terms of the playoffs with every other NFC playoff team this year. Like, I, I truly don't understand how people are looking at this team and thinking, oh, let's mortgage and trade away three first-round draft picks so we can go and get Russell Wilson or go and and fake trade for Kyler Murray. Newsflash, guys. Kyler Murray's not going anywhere. If you think the Cardinals are going to trade Kyler Murray, I need you to check into a mental institution because you're going clinically insane. You sound like the Joker. Trading for Russell Wilson would be such a mistake in so many ways. The dude's going to be 34 next year, mid-season. He's coming off a finger injury as a quarterback. To get the whole podcast hosted by Stephen McAvoy and John Mavalia, be sure to follow us on Twitter at GetInTheWholePod and be on the lookout for a ton of great content keeping you up to date on the world of golf. Releasing weekly a part of the Underground Sports Philadelphia family of podcasts wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And yeah, let's just go trade future future assets for, for that guy. Is Russell Wilson still a good quarterback? Yes. Is he the, the end-all, be-all for this team to go and win a Super Bowl? No. We are so far behind. So many other teams. Look at every team that was in the NFC playoffs this year. Look at every team. I'm going to read them off here. Uh, it was the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks, the Cowboys, Cardinals, 49ers, and Eagles. There's maybe two teams in there. Who don't have their long-term quarterback. And now the Bucks don't obviously. Because Brady retired. The Packers. They still have Aaron Rodgers as of now. The Rams have Stafford. Cowboys have Dak. Cardinals have Kyler Murray. The 49ers. They have Trey Lance. And, and right now Jimmy G. And then the Eagles have Jalen Hurts. And the Bucks had Brady at that point. You're telling me. Looking at this Eagles roster all season long. And what we went through as Eagles fans. The ups and downs. The ups and downs. The ups and downs. The clamoring for a number two wide receiver. The clamoring for more defensive line depth. Because nobody behind Javon Hargrave and Josh Sweat were able to to get any pressure in Jonathan Gannon's system. Josh Sweat almost lost his life going into the playoffs. Because of an, uh, a medical condition. He had an emergency surgery. So he's in question right now to see just where he's at. The 
the outcry for Russell Wilson has been so nauseating. I just I don't want I don't want the Eagles to fuck this up. This is you don't get an opportunity to have three first round picks every year. You don't have an opportunity to have two second round picks every year. Trading away assets that will help this team defensively and offensively for the next four to five years is insane. It's insane to me that people want to mortgage that away when this defense is so old. Like, what young defensive stars are on this Eagles defense? Please, inform me. Inform me why you're, you're, you're looking at this Eagles team and telling me, Oh yeah, they don't they don't need depth. They don't need, you know, an infusion of youth on this defensive uh this defensive side of the ball. Like, let me read this off to you. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, Teron Jackson, Joe Osman, Josh Sweat, uh Marlon Tuipu Lotu, Milton Williams. Milton Williams another good young defensive player. I think will have a lot of promise. In his career. Linebacker. Sean Bradley. TJ Edwards. Patrick Johnson. Davion Taylor. Marcus Epps. Tay Gowen. Avante Maddox. Zach McPherson. Josiah Scott. Darius Slay. Kerry Vincent Jr. Kayvon Wallace. Is your defensive backs. That's your defense. Please tell me. What young defensive talent on there. Outside of maybe Milton Williams. Avante Maddox. Josh Sweat. And then you have Hargrave, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham hopefully comes back. And then you have Darius Slay. No one else on that defense has proven you anything. Anything. Maybe TJ Edwards. Maybe TJ Edwards. You know, Rodney McLeod's a free agent. Steven Nelson's a free agent. Son Ridgeway's a free agent. Jannard Avery's a free agent. Anthony Harris is a free agent. You have a lot of holes on this defense that you got to fill, and this defense is not getting any younger. So to say you're you're down with trading your first two first round picks to go get a quarterback when this offense was running out Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and Jalen fucking Rager on the daily, and that's not to slight Devontae Smith. But you need something beside him. You know, your running backs are Kenneth Gainwell, Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, who's a free agent. You have Dallas Goddard. Nothing else really behind him. Tyree Jackson, who is got injured in the playoffs, so who knows when he's going to be ready. Richard Rodgers, who's just a, a veteran guy who's always here. Jack Stoll, more of a blocking tight end. I'd say the only positions on this roster that the Eagles have any sort of depth and promise at is offensive line. The offensive line is is filled with depth, and you want to replenish that each and every year. And then obviously your special teams, I think, is three of the best guys in the league. But this defense is nowhere near being Super Bowl contender ready or even like making a deep playoff run ready. So I don't understand where the the notion of 
trading for Russell Wilson is going to immediately make this Eagles team a Super Bowl contender comes from because I don't see it. Russell Wilson will be walking into a situation that, sure, is better on paper than what Seattle has right now for the most part. He's got better receivers in Seattle. He's got a better running game in Seattle. Even with all the injuries. Defensively, though, the Eagles might be better than Seattle, but not by much. Not by much. And receiver-wise, certainly nowhere close to what Seattle has. With Tyler Lockett and, and DK Metcalf. So you guys can keep telling yourselves that, oh, the Sixers traded for James Harden. That means the Eagles need to go and trade for Russell Wilson. It'll, it'll make them immediately better and immediate contenders. No, it won't. Wake up, realize this Eagles team has multiple, multiple spots on this roster that need to be improved, need to be replaced, and need to be replenished. And what better way to do that than when you have your quarterback on a rookie contract? Going trading for Russell Wilson's contract puts such a, a giant, you know, crater in what this Eagles team can accomplish in terms of building something that can be sustainable for years to come. But let's go trade for Russell Wilson, right? Wake up, everybody. It's two different sports. It's two teams at two totally different parts of their trajectories of winning a championship. It's not the same situation. Stop fooling yourselves and get a grip. Russell Wilson does not make the Eagles a Super Bowl contender. Like James Harden makes the Eagle makes the Sixers an NBA title contender. It's not the same thing. Sometimes we all just need to wind down after a long day of enjoying our favorite sports teams go to work. And with the rise of streaming platforms, new TV shows and movies are popping up every single week, and it might be overwhelming not knowing exactly what to watch. Well, that's where streamer season comes in. The exclusive streaming platform discussion podcast for TV and movies on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. Join me, KB, and a plethora of our hosts right here at USP breaking down all the new TV and movies that you guys should be watching across all the various streaming platforms that are available to the masses. Catch us on streamer season wherever you get your podcasts. But speaking of James Harden, my goodness, what a, what a specimen, what a, what a just injection of life into this Sixers team he has been. Watching him play basketball is such a joy with this team. He makes everybody on this Sixers roster better. Uh, he's, he's broken NBA records, Sixers records. I think I bookmarked a couple of the things here. Yeah, so uh, this is from ESPN Stats and Info. Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey have combined for 176 points in their first two games together. 
The only trio with more points in their first two games together in NBA history is Wilt Chamberlain, Paul Arizid, and York Larice with 193 points in 1961. Come on. Come on. Nobody's touching that. And then uh, to put this in perspective here, I think there was another tweet I saw. I don't know where I put it, but um, there was a there was another tweet about James Harden from Sports Center. Let's see, looking for this live on the pod here. Photos. Yeah, I mean, in Harden's debut, 27 points, 8 rebounds, 12 assists, 5 of 7 from 3. And then James Harden is the first 76ers player with 15 points and 10 assists in a half since Allen Iverson in 2006. Come on. Talk to be nice. We got James Harden, man. James Harden is a sixer. And it just makes everything on this team better. They have been exponentially better since he got here. Uh, Wednesday night, he's going to make his home debut against the Knicks, which is going to be just absolutely electric. Uh, And, I mean, it's made guys like Matisse Thibel better in transition. With James Harden being here, he had 29 points. 10 rebounds and 16 assists the other night against or the other day against the Knicks. Uh, you know, I think the biggest beneficiaries have obviously been Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, especially Maxey. Just seeing him have back to back 20 point games has been incredible. Um, James Harden is just a special, special player, and to anybody who said he was watched. I hope you're watching. I hope you're ready because James Harden is going to make this this Sixers team such a delight and joy for us and the most annoying presence on the face of the earth for every other team out there. Um, I think the home record is going to improve a ton over the next couple of weeks with Harden here. They're 16-13 and 13 at home but 21-10 and 10 on the road. The Sixers are, uh, and if you look at the schedule for the month of March, it's uh, at home against the Knicks, then against the Cavs, then on the road against the Heat on Saturday. Uh, then they come back home for two, home against the Bulls on Monday, and then we wait until Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. The Brooklyn Nets come to town. Then we're on the road against the Magic, come home to take on the Nuggets. Then we go to the Cavs, home against the Mavericks, uh, Raptors and Heat, and then we go out west for uh, a tango with the Lakers, Clippers, and Suns, and then the month of March wraps up with two fi- uh, final games, March 29th uh, against the Bucks at home, and then on the road, March 31st against the Pistons, and then uh, the rest of the schedule is April 2nd at home against the Hornets. On the road against the Cavs the very next day. Uh, Then on the road against the Pacers, 
Raptors, and then finishing up at home against the Pacers and Pistons. So looking at the home schedule here, one, two, three, four, five. With that Nuggets game being number five, because I just accidentally clicked away from it. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve more home games with James Harden in the fold at sixteen and thirteen. I think the Sixers can win eight of those twelve and get to twenty-four and seventeen at home. I think that's doable, um, especially with the way they've been playing. So, I, I'm just so excited that the James Harden era is underway. He's been such a joy to watch, watching everybody on the timeline, uh, see the meltdown of, of other media members because of the Sixers and the way that they are going to be playing is absolutely incredible. And uh, I just I, I just need more. I wish the Sixers could play every night. Obviously, it's definitely not feasible. Um, just so I could watch James Harden and Joel Embiid play basketball together because it is so incredible to see what they've been able to do over these first two games. Uh and there, there is rumors about uh, a certain formerly decent big man potentially coming to the Sixers, which I'll get into right after this. Top bins, top tier commentary. Top drawer. Upper 90. You already down. know. <laughs> you it's already know. I think that's we, how it always goes. Like like 45 minutes and we're at like Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Um, I'm Dominic Ponteri. I am Matt Kessler. And we are here to talk about Champions League soccer today. Hey, it's Top Ben's time. What's up? We're back. So apparently, one DeAndre Jordan is being uh, waived by the Lakers, and the Sixers have intense interest, or whatever adjective you want to use, from Woj's thesaurus. Uh, and this comes, like, almost immediately after the Sixers went and uh, signed Willie Cauley-Stein to a 10-day contract. This seems like such a Doc Rivers move. It's not even funny, lest we forget Doc Rivers was part of the conglomerate that helped lock DeAndre Jordan in his home so he wouldn't go sign with the Mavericks way back when. DeAndre Jordan is washed. He's past his prime, full-blown. He he would not play in a playoff series. I would much rather have Willie Cauley-Stein on this team 
much rather have B-Ball Paul, Paul Millsap, uh, Charles Bassey playing these minutes down the stretch. The Sixers do not need DeAndre Jordan. I really hope that he gets claimed on waivers by somebody else because there's just no need for him on this team. Uh, it would be such a mistake to to waste guys who are already here's time to go and sign a, a Doc Rivers, you know, fantasy situation uh, to reunite him with one of his guys. It, it just doesn't make sense for where the Sixers are right now. I don't like it. You already have like four guys on this roster who do things that DeAndre Jordan does and at a much better clip, at much better speeds, and who are just far and away more talented than DeAndre Jordan is right now. This is not 2017 anymore. Uh, you know, it's not Lob City. DeAndre Jordan has has no spot on this Sixers roster in my book, and it would be a liability in the playoffs if he were to be here. So don't even don't even entertain it if I'm if I'm Daryl. Um, I hope it's not the case, but if it is, so be it. Just remember, everybody, we got James Harden. We got James Harden, and that's all that matters. So uh, DeAndre Jordan. might be a sixer within the next few days who knows we'll see what happens with that um and then major league baseball uh bryce harper tweeting or not tweeting uh posting on his instagram uh tagging one of the the japanese baseball teams who ironically their team name is the giants so there you go giants fans you did get bryce harper uh asking if if they got time because He's going to have a lot of time off. It made me cringe a little bit because it's like, I don't want to see Bryce Harper in a different uniform. You know, as I record, this is Bryce Harper day. Um, Philly signed him three years ago to that big old 13 year, $330 million contract. That looks like pennies now, uh, compared to some of these other contracts for players that are far less talented than the reigning MVP. Um, I, I just need baseball to get something done. Please like figure it out. It, uh, I'm just so tired of the, the back and forth Rob Manfred sucks. And, you know, Noah Syndergaard had a phenomenal tweet, uh, today saying, you know, if they froze the executives paychecks and they froze the owners paychecks, there'd be a deal done tomorrow. Couldn't have said it better myself, Thor. Could not have said it better myself. Um, I I just don't understand the constant want to kill the sport of baseball the way that Major League Baseball owners and and Rob Manfred are, are trying to do. Manfred is the worst commissioner in any professional sport I have ever seen. Uh, he's just actively killing the sport of baseball as each day goes by, and you know. It's creeping up on that deadline of opening day being pushed back and, and canceled for what it is. Um, I just I don't see a way right now that that gets saved. Um, but we'll see. You know, I've seen crazier things happen, but I, I just don't see how you can come together so quickly uh, in a fashion to get things done when it couldn't have been done, you know, a month ago, couldn't have been agreed to a month ago. Um, 
there's still so many guys who are, are free agents out there that have to be signed. Uh, the ramp up is going to be intense and insane. I, I just baseball is is just continuing to befuddle and baffle me, and I will never understand the the old whites mentality of wanting to be penny pinchers in a multi billion dollar sport. Pay the guys that make you make your money. It's that plain and simple. And for some reason, owners fail to always understand that. And uh, hopefully baseball figures something out sooner or later. Sooner rather than later. Uh, because I, I need my Phillies fix. I got to one game last year. And uh, I'd like to get to a lot more. We'd like to have, you know, underground nights at the ballpark. That type of thing. So we'll see what happens with baseball. Um, but right now... It's still kind of in that limbo area, and Bryce Harper is clamoring to go play in Japan while he waits for uh, the CBA to come to fruition. We love to see it. We all know the traditional Big Four sports, and we have our favorite teams and enjoy them each and every week during their seasons. But what if I told you the fastest-growing sport on two feet doesn't involve football, baseball, basketball, or hockey. Come join me, Dom Ponteri, and Harrison Kremens as we break down the sport of the future each and every week on the Outside the Box podcast, talking all things pro and college lacrosse right here on the Underground Sports Philadelphia Podcast Network. But yeah, hard to believe that it has been three years of Bryce Harper. Uh, I think when we initially signed him from the the Nationals, um, we didn't know if Bryce would ever get back to MVP form, which obviously he did this year uh, because he is the reigning MLB MVP. And he has just done... Everything and then some since coming here. And I I truly... Bryce was one of the guys who I I loved but hated that he played for a different team. You know, he was, he was a guy that I, I just couldn't believe we had to play against him year in and year out. Um... And I mean, just looking at his stats since he's gotten to Philadelphia, like 2019, played in 157 games. Uh, you know, he uh, scored 98 runs, 149 hits, 36 doubles, a triple, 35 home runs, 114 RBIs, 15 stolen bases, uh, 99 walks, only struck out 178 times. He hit 260 in that stretch. Uh, in 2019, he had an on-base percentage of 372, slugged 510, an OPS of 882. He was awesome. Wasn't even in the conversation for MVP, though. And then you look at 2020, the shortened year. He had 13 home runs in 58 games, 33 RBIs, 49 walks, which will go down as the lowest in his career, which is hilarious. Um... Struck out only 43 times. He walked more than he struck out. And uh, hit 268. OPS of 962. But 
but his MVP year this year, uh, just phenomenal stuff. 101 runs, 151 hits, 42 doubles, the most in his career. Had one triple this year. Uh, hard to believe 2019 or in 2012 he had nine triples. That's unbelievable. Uh, 35 home runs this year again. So two years of hitting 35 home runs uh, with the Phils. Only had 84 RBI because we know the Phillies had no clue how to drive in or get guys on base this year. 13 stolen bases, which is towards you know the middle of his career in terms of stolen bases. Uh, walked 100 times, which is the fourth time in his career he's walked at least 100 times. 134 strikeouts, uh, and he hit 309. Had an OPS of uh, 1.044, so over 1,000 OPS. Slugged 615, which is the second highest in his career. Um, OBP of 429, and obviously the MVP this year. And Bryce right now, if I do a little quick math here, uh, this year if baseball gets played, <laughs> he is thirty. He could hit home run three hundred this year in a Phillies uniform. He's he's thirty three home runs away from three hundred in his career. He's hit thirty five home runs each full season uh, since he's been in Philadelphia. So. If Bryce gets hot, and and remember last year, he missed time because he got hit in the face. Like, he only played in 141 games last year. So, think about that, like what he would have done if he was able to play a, a full, close to full season. Um, yeah, he could get to, he's going to get to 1,300 hits this year. He's only 27 away from 1,300 for his career. Um and, I mean, if he goes on an absolute tear, like he did this year, 151 hits, uh, 149. You know, he could get to 1,400 hits this year. He could get to uh, 300 home runs this year. He's definitely going to get to 800 RBI in his career this season. He's uh, 48 away from that. Um you know, he's 150 runs away from a thousand in his career. Um, there's a lot of milestones that Bryce Harper could hit this year once baseball decides to get its head out of its ass and uh, allow the, the season to start. But I think Bryce Harper has lived up to every bit of expectations that Phillies fans have had for him since he signed that contract on February 28, 2019. Um, I'll never forget that day. As long as I live, Bryce Harper is one of my favorite athletes. Even before he came to Philadelphia, like he was, like I said, he was the guy that you you hated to love because he was on a different team, but you loved him so much because he was passionate. He brought that fire, and now he's here. He was always meant to be here, um, and he's gonna go down as one of the the greatest Philadelphia athletes of all time, just from being able to, you know put himself and insert himself into the fan base uh, in such a, you know, Homer-ish way. And he's just a really freaking good baseball player, too. Knows, you know, everything you need and more. He's he's that guy and hopefully continues to be that guy for the next 
five, seven years of the, the remaining 10 years on this contract. And obviously the universal DH is on the way. So that'll probably help towards the end of his career, but he's here. Um, and I, I just, I cherish every moment that Bryce Harper is in a Phillies uniform and it sucks that we got, uh, you know, robbed of a full season because of the pandemic with Bryce. And hopefully that doesn't happen this year. Uh, with this lockout situation going on. So I'm just happy Bryce Harper's a Philadelphia Philly and he's here and is just a, an absolute superstar. And it's wild to think that it's been three years already of the 13 year contract. We, we got this year and then we're down into single digits left uh, years wise of Bryce Harper, which is crazy to think about how quickly time flies. Um, but that's all I got for you guys. Be sure to follow us on the socials at UndergroundPHI on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Subscribe to the podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews. Leave us your favorite Bryce Harper memories over the last three years. Uh, how you're feeling about the James Harden era beginning. Um, let me know if you're Team Russell Wilson or, or Team... Shut the fuck up, dumbass Eagles Twitter. Um, <laughs> let me know how you feel um, because maybe I'm just not seeing something that a lot of you guys are seeing because I, I truly don't understand it, but let me know how you feel about that in the podcast reviews. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. Check out the website, undergroundsportsphiladelphia.com and subscribe to the podcast feed uh, on a YouTube because once we get to 100 subscribers, full video versions of the podcast will be available on our YouTube channel. We're 33 subscribers away from 100. Let's make that happen by the end of March. Middle of March, even. Um, but yeah, 33 away from a hundo on the YouTubes. Uh, and then twitch.tv slash undergroundsportsphi, where you can watch every Wednesday night show with myself and Matt. And some new gaming content coming over to the Twitch channel very soon and check out our Facebook page facebook.com slash underground sports PHI a lot of our other franchises go live on the Facebook page um, especially top bins every Monday get in the hole typically uh, we'll be going live on there soon as well and then uh, potentially some other stuff coming up too with a lot of our podcast franchises so stay tuned for that and a uh, big thank you to our sponsors, Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Mark Ronchetti CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland. And of course, Tomahawk Shades and Kenwood Beer. Go to TomahawkShades.com. Use promo code USP for 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. And Kenwood Beer. Use the Kenny Tracker at KenwoodBeer.com to see you as Kenwood Beer on tap in the Philadelphia area. You got to be 21 or older to do so. And of course, please drink responsibly. This has been episode number 407 of Underground Sports Philadelphia. I'm your boy KB. And until next time, I am signing off. Peace. Peace.